<laughs> Welcome to Gutter Trash episode 342. Bebop and Rocksteady destroy everything. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello. Hey, if you had to pee to be either uh, Bebop or Rocksteady, who, who would you want to be? What? If you had to, if, if we were Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, okay. Which one would you want to be? Uh, I thought you said if I had to pee. <laughs> I think I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see, um, I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm probably more like Rocksteady. Oh, I see, I like Bebop better. Okay. That's perfect. Right. I always liked his glasses. Oh, well, I mean, he is the cooler one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his name is cooler, too. Well, that, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, this Halloween... We're going to make it happen. All right. All right. I'm down. Uh, hopefully I survive till then. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what's happening right now. Your body was vibrating. Uh, apparently. But uh, only on the inside. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I guess. Like, like I can still feel it. Hmm. Like, like it feels as if like, like something in the house is shaking, but hmm. apparently only I'm feeling it. Yeah. So, God knows what's happening. You just had a caffeinated beverage, perhaps. Well, True. Perhaps. Um, perhaps. I mean, caffeine barely affects me as right. it is anymore. Huh. huh. I can't. I don't know if I'm doing this uh, on purpose <laughs> or if this is actually happening. Yeah. So I'm just gonna put my hand back in my pocket. His hand was shaking a little yes. bit yep. for those for those who aren't in the room, <laughs> which is everyone on the planet other than me and you. Yep. Um. So this may be the episode I have a stroke. Uh, during the podcast? Well, I hope not. So, po- ho- hopefully our be most downloaded podcast ever. Be a professional and do it after the podcast. <laughs> Tens of people are counting us to entertain them. <laughs> That's generous. I know, that is a little generous, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's generous of us to entertain those tens of people. <laughs> <laughs> So we both grew up in the 80s. We did. When the turtles were exploding. Oh, yeah. And we watched it happen. Yeah, sort of. I always felt like I was behind the eight ball on the turtles. Oh, really? Like, like I just I remember just one day it was a thing. And yeah. Like I'd never heard of it before. And then, like, just one day, like, oh, there's this cartoon that everybody's talking about and the toys... It just exploded, right? Yeah, but like, I mean, like I remember being in the thick of, you know, Transformers and G.I. Joe oh, yeah. and, and uh, you know, Mask even and, and stuff like that, but like... Oh, yeah, Eric Stoltz was great in that film. <laughs> I did like that film as yeah. a child. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably one of his best roles. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's definitely better than The Fly 2. <laughs> How dare you, sir? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, like, I always felt like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were just not part of my childhood, okay. even though, like, I was in that right age right. range. Yeah, because, what year were you born? 79. 78. 78. Yeah, <clears throat> I, yeah my, my brother is five years older than me, and... I remember when the turtles came out because I think he worked at the comic shop. I think I don't know. He might not have been there yet because that was like eighty six. Is that when it was the original comic? Yeah, eighty four or eighty six. I would imagine. Yeah, one of the two. So he would have been like fourteen. Yeah, he might have been there. Yeah. But um, I remember when it came out because, like, seriously, not even like two weeks before it came out, we had made our own characters. We had been designing characters, and we had like an armadillo man and like all these different animal. Men and they were all on this team, and we had a turtle man, and he had—I swear to God—like he didn't—he he didn't look exactly, but he had like a belt that had like his his sword or whatever in his belt, right? And like it was like an upright walking turtle man, and was, <laughs> he wasn't a ninja, but you know, I was like, what? <laughs> so I remember that vividly when it came out. But yeah, we yeah we read the old Eastman Laird stuff when we were kids, yeah, and loved them, and when the cartoon came out. And the toys you know, exploded. It was just even better. 
I mean, looking back, the Eastman Laird stuff was clearly the best well, yeah. version, but I, we loved that cartoon and the toys too. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, like I don't know, like, like, like it was just, just one of those things that was just out of my my grasp, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the cartoon, but I don't think I ever loved it. Uh, saw the movie when it came out, <laughs> right? Uh, multiple times. Um, you know, but I I had a single turtle toy. Who would you have? Uh, Mecha Turtle. Oh wow! Really? Not even like one of the core. Nope. Wow. Nope. None of the villains. None. Of, none of the the four. Not Splinter. Nothing. Just just weird robot knockoff. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, and and, I mean, like now, like I can, you know, say, yeah, I like the turtles, you know, and I I enjoy reading. Like you know, I had uh, when when Mirage was still a thing, they they were starting to put out like these giant omnibuses to buy of uh, the Eastman Laird stuff, Mm -hmm. and uh, I bought the first one. The only one that came out, right? Which I think had like the first twelve issues, and then like the four one shots. One shots. Yeah, yeah. that's the meat of the best stuff, right? I, I yeah. uh, and I and I enjoyed those a lot. Uh, and then uh, I collected the the current series for about twenty issues or so. Uh, and, and, you know, like like oh the IDW one, yeah, the yeah. IDW series, mm-hmm. and then uh. You know, I've seen the the I guess most recent animated movie, the uh, one from like ten years ago. Right. Uh, <clears throat> and, and, and like their current cartoon is actually pretty good. I haven't seen I haven't seen that. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, like like you know, as far as like I have no nostalgia for the turtles right. as, as I do for like GI Joe or the Transformers right. or He Man, Strawberry Turtles. Strawberry shortcake, yeah. of course. Right. My Little Pony. <laughs> the Care Bears. Oh, yeah. The Care Bears were great. I went to see the Care Bears movie wow, in the theater. did you really? Oh, yeah. Wow. I don't think I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, just, you know, yeah, I don't dislike the turtles. I just don't have the nostalgia that everybody else in my age range has for it for whatever weird reason like i don't understand how like i didn't get on board right you know huh yeah i mean you know fully aware of them you know it's not Mm -hmm. like they they just it was like i never heard of that right (laughs) yeah i mean there was in your defense there was a lot of amazing things happening for kids in the 80s like sure Toy-wise, cartoon-wise, I mean, like you said, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Star <clears throat> Wars, like, all that crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah Star Wars is one of those things also. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I loved the Turtles. Loved the comics. I even liked, um, I don't know, when it, like, maybe 15 years ago or whatever, when Peter Laird was doing more Mirage Turtles comics. Oh, yeah. Those were great. I really liked those. Did you ever read the uh, Eric Larson version of the Turtles? I did not. I never did check it out. <laughs> they were like kind of hyper 90s versions of the Turtles. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, like I remember, like I didn't read the series, but uh, like they occasionally crossed over with Savage Dragon. Right. And uh, like I just remember like at one point like Raphael turned into like a cyborg. Like, yeah. Right. Like, you know, it was just super, yeah, just, just... <laughs> Crazy image '90s version of the turtles. Some of that kind of stuff was happening in the the layered stuff without Eastman too. Right, like he was doing some, you know, like cybernetic stuff where they all they all kind of went off in their own directions and they weren't together. Yeah, it was interesting though. Uh, so I know. So, what a couple years ago? I, well, how long has the IDW series been running? That's uh, like sixty issues. So. Yeah, so like five, six years ago. Yeah. Uh, so I guess it was shortly before then when Laird sold the Turtles to Nickelodeon. Yeah. Uh, and so when did Eastman drop out of the whole picture? I think it was way before that, yeah. I think. Like, did they just have a falling out? 
Because I know now Eastman actually does work on the Turtles book. Right. Even though he no longer owns them. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember that, that Mirage stuff that, he, that Eastman, or that Laird was doing, Eastman was not involved. So right. I think he was done before that. Right. I don't know. But yeah, he does a lot of covers now. And I don't know if he does any writing. Does he write it? Okay. But yeah. Yeah, those two guys are amazing. Like, their, their styles are so well meshed together, even though they're very different. Right. I mean, like, Eastman's got, like, kind of the Simon Bisley kind of craziness going on, and Laird's, like, just kind of more structured. And, right. You know, but when they work together, it is awesome. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, they, neither of them had anything to do with the book we read. <laughs> Right, But we're talking about it because, uh, in case you don't know, Bebop and Rocksteady are two uh, TMNT villains. Yeah. And this is their own miniseries. Right. Their five-issue uh, debut. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think in the original thing, weren't they... I can't remember, but Shredder mutated them, is that I right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, they were, like, just punks that were in his gang or something. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is their... Their moment to shine. Yeah, it is. Well, their second moment to shine. Oh. Because, of course, they were in the sequel to the live-action version. Uh, the the Michael Bay uh, reboots of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, were they? Oh, uh, I didn't see oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, well. I did not see it either. <laughs> so this book was crazy. Yeah, it is. I don't know if it was good, though. Really? Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it the closer it got to the ending. Yeah. And that's not like, you know, oh, thank God this is almost over kind of thing. It's like I legitimately thought it got better right. as, it the, went. as it went. The first two issues I thought were a slog. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't feel that way at all. I mean, it, it is, like, I did open the first one and I kind of flipped through it because I was like, do I have time to read this right now, you know? Right. And I flipped through it and I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of words in this book. Yeah, there is. But I was like. I thought it flowed really fast for being so wordy. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's humorous enough, the, the, oh, the yeah. dialogue and then the narration and all that. But I also felt like there were at least four different times where they just stopped everything cold to explain time travel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was surprised about that. I was like, okay, I mean, you know. Okay, I don't. Is this, this is it about to get really complex, maybe right. or something? But it was just like a weird time travel story. Yeah, and sometimes those do make your head hurt a little bit. Sure, like you know, anything more complex than Back to the Future. Yeah, or Back to the Future if you're drinking. I feel. <laughs> I feel like stepping out of the way to completely explain how complex time travel is. <laughs> just makes it worse right like there, I, i'm pretty sure without that we could have followed this story perfectly okay there was one instance though when uh one of them was explaining with the use of a like a chalkboard diagram right, right, yeah. where he like actually drew when they like met up with someone in the bebop and rock in the past and like how they jumped to the future that one actually did help me understand things it really did <laughs> because the visual of like where they landed in the timeline because you saw the actual timeline was like oh okay oh, that makes sense and, and it showed where they split off and, like, where they, you know. I actually found that one helpful, but. Yeah. But yeah. I'm going to say another thing that, uh, I, I mean, I don't know what the general consensus on this book is, but, uh, too many artists. Really? Yeah. Usually, the, usually whenever I read a book and the artists change, it really does bother me. Right. But this one had so many different time settings and dimensions that I thought it was, like, actually a good device. I don't feel like it was used consistently enough. Right. Because, uh, cause, I mean, every issue has, like, at least three different artists, right. if not more. Yeah. And, like, A, I just didn't like some of them. Right. Like, uh, who's the guy that did Profit? That's, uh, um, Milana. Giannis? Oh, really? Giannis. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like his art. Do not like his art. Oh, I like it. Uh, My favorite, I, I liked... The uh, uh, Nick Patara stuff a lot. Nick Patara stuff was really good. Uh, all right, so I'm just gonna go through the covers here and 
Sophie Campbell. Sophie Campbell. I like her stuff probably the best out of everybody's. Really? Because yeah. it was just clear, clean, concise. She's got, you know, a definitive style that I can spot from a mile away. Right. Uh, like Dustin Weaver's stuff was okay. Uh, he also co-wrote the book and he drew like a handful of pages out of all huh. five issues. Okay. Um, let's see. <clears throat> there was this Cusiero guy. I did not enjoy his style at all. Like it was just kind of sloppy cartoony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was, I don't know who was who, but yeah. on some of them, but yeah, there was some that was sloppier than others, but yeah. Uh, issue four has like thirty artists listed on the, the cover here, uh, but but uh, Nick Tar is the standout on that one for sure. Oh yeah, his stuff was amazing. Oh yeah, like I'm glad that he didn't draw the whole thing though, because that like, you know, at least every scene was all drawn by the same artist. They right. didn't change like in a scene, and I I don't know. I thought it worked actually because of all the jumps. I don't know. They were just. I think it could have been handled by, you know, like I get the device and Mm -hmm. why it was used. Plus it was a weekly comic. That is also true. Right. Uh, I did kind of forget that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I just, uh, it was jarring at times. Right. And and, and some of them draw the characters so differently from the previous page that like it was just, yeah. I bet it was intentionally jarring though. You know, yeah. because of all, because the story is about like every, basically every five pages, someone or everyone or multiple versions of the same people jump through time and space right. and land somewhere different. So it was kind of. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> and, and it's it's a bit of a mind fuck. Yeah. Uh, and they and like they don't take it seriously at all. Oh, absolutely not. Like there's even I think my favorite instance, and this is not a spoiler story wise, but one of the jokes is. Um, Bebop and Rocksteady are in a car and they jump through a portal and they, and the, the portal opens right behind them and they actually, uh, rear, rear end themselves. themselves. <laughs> uh, I thought that was great. It was. Uh, like I said, it was mostly the first two issues that I had the, the real issues with. Uh, issue three started getting a little bit better and then like issue four and five, like I loved. Right. Like, like genuinely I loved them. Huh. Uh, and, and I think, the thing that saves the entire package as a whole is that it does not take itself seriously at all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't know why, but for whatever reason, like, I just, for some reason, I feel like sometimes there are some turtle stories that, like, just do take themselves too seriously. Right. Sure. And, and so I was almost kind of, I was, I mean, it's called Bebop and Rocksteady Destroy Everything. I right. was hoping that it would just be mindless fun. It, it, yeah, I'd flip through them at my work before, yeah. like, as they were coming out. I was like, this book looks fun. Right. Uh, so, but then, like, when it starts out with, like, this prologue about the prehistoric ages and, like, the nice right. narration and... S- Romeo Savanti or whatever. Right, yeah, Savanti Romero yeah. or something like that, yeah. And then, uh... You know, like like the turtles like creeping through a museum at night. I was like, oh, this is gonna <laughs> be like well, a dark story, but it, luckily it wasn't. No, 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 it was it was pretty cool. And, and yeah, it it takes a while for like the action to really ramp up, but once it does, it's nonstop. Oh right. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and and it's like a it's like, kind of like a buddy movie with Bebop and Rocksteady, and you learn a lot about them. But I think. When it really goes crazy and awesome is when they they meet their pre-mutated selves and they all start hanging out <laughs> and like they're together for like three issues straight. Yeah. I love that. That is great. Uh, no, yeah, I mean it, it definitely is a lot of fun and it's definitely worth the read. But you know, it, it, it is. For me, anyway, it was really tough to get started on it. Right. Uh, um, but, but you know, uh, yeah, like, like once the craziness starts, like, like it does not stop, and it just gets crazier and crazier. And it almost makes the whole, like, you know, hey, we, we're going to stop and explain time travel <laughs> over and over again. Pointless, right? Because, like, they're just hopping through dimensions yeah. and time and... and 
I think that at one point, like the narrate, because there's there's like narration bubbles that tell you where and when they are. Yeah. And at one point, like um, it's like <laughs> two pages in, one of the characters mentions like that they're in a different time, and the, the narrator's like, "Oops, sorry." And, yeah. Uh, like you can almost like hear the voiceover and he inserts the narration, and then like one time later they're like, "That doesn't even matter, does it?" Nope. Yep. <laughs> like the narrator's even like, "Why am I even doing this?" Uh, but yeah. So basically, I'll give the explanation of time travel here. Mm. Uh, so basically, the story is essentially. Uh, I guess this is a sequel to uh, the Turtles in Time miniseries that came out a few years ago. Oh, okay. I, not... I, I mean, I didn't read that one, but yeah. but this book mentions a lot of previous things that right. have happened, and I would just assume it's that. Okay. Because time travel. Sure. Yeah. yeah, they don't usually time travel, right. the Turtles. Yeah, and, and also Sophie Campbell's involvement. You know, she, she did some of those, I think. Oh, okay. Uh sure if she was Sophie at the time. Or Ross, right? Yeah. Ross, Ross, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, like, yeah, they, they, like, there's a character that kind of shows up that oh, they know. Renee? Or Renee. Renee. Yeah, yeah she's awesome. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's, like, trapped in the 80s. Her dialect <laughs> is so 80s. <laughs> uh, trapped in the 80s, dressed like just a crazy Silver Age Batman villain. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> kind of maybe a little Kirby influence. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, she's a, a time mistress, which is an awesome name. Sure, I like that. Uh, a little, uh, I'm guessing, uh, tip of the hat there to to Doctor Who a little bit. Yeah, you know. right. Time Lord. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so she. So, so yeah, so I think this is a sequel to to that previous series, but but I don't know for sure. Uh, uh, so so it's basically you know follow up to that uh, somehow. Bebop and Rocksteady basically wind up time traveling. <laughs> right, they and, find this time scepter. Yes, that's right, and uh, the turtles basically. I uh, have to try to stop them, and uh, as Bebop and Rocksteady go back in the past and, and change things, they are creating uh, duplicates of themselves and alternate timelines, and then, so there's, like, you know, it starts out with Bebop and Rocksteady, and then there's two Bebops and Rocksteadies. And this isn't, like, some big plan of theirs. No, absolutely like, They're not. just accidentally doing all this shit. Yep. And, like, put the, like when a portal opens, they just throw something into it yep. to get it out of their way. And yep. Ends up, or just jump through it, right? You know, just to see what happens. And it ends up fucking up like this time, this yeah. whole reality. And and, uh, and so basically, as as the series goes on, they start getting on each other's nerves, and they 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 uh, break up. Yeah. Uh, but then they realize that they were better off together, and so they they basically traipse through time and dimensions to try to find each other. <laughs> <laughs> and in doing so, uh, they destroy everything. Isn't it, isn't it kind of like that movie with Tom Hanks from a couple years ago where there's all these different versions of him and, uh, through different times? Oh. What uh, was that called? Not Jupiter Ascending. Uh, something like that. Uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas, yeah. It's basically like if Troma did Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that movie. Lloyd Kaufman's Cloud Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like dumb and weird and funny and yeah, gross at times. And 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 like and Bebop and Rocksteady are very likable. And I think part of it is because every time they murder someone into a pulp, which happens more than once, it's yeah. kind of like off camera. Yeah, and it's not like gratuitous. You just see like something terrible about to happen, and then like the next panel, Rocksteady's covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, uh, for for yeah, just just uh, monstrous villains, you know. Yeah, they're they're just kind of just good natured dudes. Yeah, otherwise. right. Yeah, I've partied with dudes like this back when I was a teenager. <laughs> not so much lately, but well, sure, I would hope not. Yeah, um, but no, they're they're great. They're really good characters in this, which is which is cool because I've never seen them play anything more than like bumbling sidekicks. Right. 
Which, you know... They are, but... They are. And and uh, at the sort of the end of the series, they kind of realize that maybe that's the role best suited to Yeah, them. right. They're like, we want to be henchmen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, you know, my greatest memory of Bebop and Rocksteady is uh, your parody album cover of <laughs> Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> yeah, I did draw them as Simon and Garfunkel once. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, like I, I remember them on the cartoon, and they were both just, yeah, dumb henchmen yeah. who would just show up. Yeah, like, I never even had their toys when I was a kid. Like, I had Shredder and Splinter and the Turtles and maybe, like, Baxter Stockman, but I never or even Who also thought. makes an appearance, yeah, sort of. there's a lot of cool appearances in here, and they're, like, subtle, like, they're almost like Easter eggs or nods. Right. Um, because, like, April Neal's in there, but doesn't have a big role, and yeah. Baxter's in there, but... And like Krang, Krang, and uh, uh, what's that giant, like Scar? Is that his name? The giant evil turtle, Slash, Slash, yeah. yeah. Um, and a couple other ones, hey, and Splinter, and Splinter, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and Pepperoni. <laughs> what? No, was Pepperoni that little dinosaur? Was that from the other turtle? I'm guessing series probably. Some time because yeah. like, I got the feeling that I'm supposed to know who Pepperoni was. Right. It's this little dinosaur that befriends, is it Raphael? Yeah. And, uh, and I can't remember ever seeing Pepperoni before. Yeah, so, so that was, yeah, another hint that I thought uh, this is probably a sequel to, to that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah, know, also, because I think Sophie Campbell drew most of the scenes that Pepperoni was in. Yeah. So she probably drew uh, okay. the, the issues that, of that series. Right. <clears throat> that makes sense. Pepperoni. I don't know. I love that cover, number two. Oh, yeah. Pepperoni's yeah. on Raphael's head. It's adorable. Yeah, it's pretty cute. <laughs> Is that Sophie Campbell's art? Yeah. Yeah, because each cover, I think, had... Each issue had at least two covers, yeah. I believe. Issue one had 11 variants. Did it really? Yeah. And I love how I think they all... The they main all, covers connect. Yeah. yeah. They all have a Nick Patara, Patara cover that is like a side-scrolling, you know... Right. Poster, basically. It... Like, when I figured that out, like, I kind of wish that I, well, I mean, you know, I bought most of these for a dollar, you know. Oh, that's not bad. You know, so it's not like I was picky about which covers I got. Right. But, uh, like, like had I known, I probably would have picked all the Nick Patara right. covers just oh, yeah. to line them up. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, his art is incredible. Oh, yeah. I remember, that's the only reason I even wanted to read Red Wing. I don't remember that. I remember that, because I love his art. Yeah. And that's the only reason I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, he, he only draws a handful of pages uh, throughout the five issues, and I think it's mostly in issue four. Is that the one with their bebops at the bar? And yeah. The trauma show up? Yeah. That one is what's a great sequence. It is. Yeah. That's one of the best parts. I, I love how he draws like the little, um, Utrams monsters like crammed into those into those machines. Right. They look like they're so uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> those are, he's he's awesome. He's kind of got like a Frank Quitely-ish kind of thing. Like yeah. Real cartoony and super detailed. I love it. Yeah. And, and not detailed enough where it just seems like clutter. No. Yeah. yeah it's just like, like... There's always a fine line. Yeah. And he is definitely on, on the other side of that line. Right. Uh, yeah. He's on like the good side. Like, you know, Juan Jose Rip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah, he's more fun. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of highly detailed art and completely off topic, mm-hmm. uh, just announced the new Shaolin Cowboy series is coming out. Oh wow, really? Oh, that's cool. I'm sure that'll be a monthly book, right? Uh, usually they are. Yeah, because he does them like super in advance. Right. It's I'd... been like three years since the last that's one. That's true. He probably has been working he, on. He's it. been doing a lot of covers. I've seen a lot of covers yeah. by him. I think he did a Ragnarok cover this week. Ooh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Jeff Darrow is who they're talking about. Oh, Jeff Darrow's awesome. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's fun. Yeah. It's just a dumb, fun comic. It is. It really is. Especially if you did sort of like the Turtles and, you know, there's a lot of model references to things and, like, you get to see Bebop and Rocksteady take the limelight, which is awesome. Right. And yeah, like no shredders, you know, it's just them. Yep. Yeah. Uh, no, no, none of that. No, no agenda, just dumb craziness. Right. 
Uh, I did love the the scene where they try to seek out the Foot Clan when yeah. they're in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they go to the right place, but it's like the wrong time. Right, yeah. right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just them causing just mindless carnage, uh, and most of it by accident. Right. Like just, just carelessness <laughs> and, and neglect. Yeah. And, and it's awesome. Yeah. But, but like I said, like I felt like it took a while to build up, but, but definitely once it does, it is well worth the right. ride. It was fun too, cause I read them like, mostly I just read them all like in one setting. Yeah. And, uh, it, or one sitting. And the, I mean, it was one setting. It was my house. But, sure. But in the one sitting yeah. at my house. And, uh, it, it, yeah, I think it, it's a really good, like, fast-paced story that, yeah. like, I can see why they put it out weekly, but even even reading it once a week, I think, would have been a little slow for me. Right. Like, I, lo- I loved just, like, plowing through it. I did. Yeah, that may have been part of the problem. I read uh, the first two issues. I read the first issue, like, a week ago, and then the second issue, like, a couple days ago. Oh, right. And then I read three through five, like, in one sitting. Right. Yeah, so, that, that probably I mean, is because it probably it, does affect it. It is like, yeah, because to me that would be kind of like watching a really fast-paced movie, but like you watch part of it before breakfast and part of it after lunch. It's like it has like like a fast-paced flow to the story. Yeah. So definitely a trade read. For yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah. Which is, I'm sure that's out by now. I, I would imagine. I can't remember seeing it, but yeah, I'm know. sure it's out. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, this hasn't been that long since they came out right yeah but yeah i mean i bought i bought four of these issues in the dollar box uh at the last jim and dan show when, oh, yeah. when was that that was in december december okay. oh, so not that long ago. actually this, the last issue says june of 16 so okay so, yeah it's, it's probably out by now yeah i, I would can't remember. imagine we might even have one at the store i just can't remember yeah. a lot of stuff comes through i'm too busy pricing pokemon plush well sure <laughs> <laughs> You're, uh, I mean, you're, you're only barely a comic store. Right. It's mostly Pokemon and Magic. Right. right. It's true. <laughs> Pretty soon you'll be, uh, like that comic shop that I, uh, saw when I went to Florida. Yeah. Yeah, just, just one wall of comics and that's it. <laughs> hey, if that's all I'm in charge of, I'll make my job easier. <laughs> I'm the comics guy, so. Yeah, or one of the comics guys. That's, that's not gonna take very long to maintain, though. That's true. I'll get bored. Just have to. Sell magic and Pokemon. Ah, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's already begun. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it was, it was a good book. Yeah, it was fun book. Yeah, you've you've changed my mind on it. Yeah, yeah, awesome. But I've, I've turned my my opinion to to all the way liking instead of just partly liking. Sweet. Yeah, I'm glad you picked it. I probably would not not have read it. Right. Like it it was one of those things where I saw it and I was like, oh, I bet that's great. And I was like, but I bet, like, these other 40 books that I haven't read that I already own are great, too. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, so, I get it. So I probably would not have read it, so I'm glad you, I'm glad you did choose uh, it. You know, like, when it was coming out, I was like, well, that looks like it could be a lot of fun. And, and it's like, but I don't want to pay, you know, $4 an issue for a weekly series. Right. And, uh, like I said, when I was at the Jim and Dan show, uh, you know, last month, like, you know, I just happened to find them like in a dollar box like uh, at least two through five and i was like you know may you know might as well right five bucks for four bucks i guess yeah and then uh my friend actually had uh two copies of issue one oh yeah because uh, she got the uh the regular cover and a variant and uh so she sent me the uh the regular cover nice that's awesome and uh, so basically four bucks for the whole series that's cool and, and yeah, definitely well worth reading for for that price, at least. Yeah. But uh, yeah, fun, good times. Yeah, and you know, you know, uh, like I said, I, I don't have a, a real nostalgia for the turtles. But, right. You know. It was nice to revisit something turtley. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. I think I think it's been years. Actually, other than I read the first issue of the Batman Turtles yeah. crossover, which wasn't bad, but it wasn't. This kind of fun that was just like no, yeah. it was like you know it was definitely a more serious yeah, version yeah. of the turtles. I was like I was like it's not bad, but I just don't care enough to right. you know. But yeah, this this was much better than yeah. that. I did enjoy uh, the, the first Batman turtle series for the most part, mm-hmm. but you know yeah, it was, the art's really good. The art's super good. Uh, you know, I'll 
I'll read any crazy crossover with a Batman. Right. Oh, you're, so you're going to buy the Justice League Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic that comes it's out this Wednesday? Batman. <laughs> well, he's in there. He's in there, but it's not just Batman. Okay. Because that comes out Wednesday, kids. Yes, it does. Save your change. Yep. Uh, but, uh, I, you know, I enjoyed it. But, you know, yeah. Like you said, it's kind of not as fun as this, of course. Right. Uh, and what, two issues have come out of the animated version? Right. Yeah. Uh, which looks to be a little more fun. Yeah, I was say that one looks a little, a little more up my alley. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens when, when that happens. Sweet little Yeah. Yeah. All right. creatures of the future to be induced by genetic manipulation. Nothing at all. Yeah. 
Really? I, I don't know. Have, have we? Is this our first one of this year? Yes, it is. Is it? Oh, yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 2017, man. 2017. It's no longer 2016. It is not. That's awesome. Things are either going to improve or get much fucking worse. <laughs> what What could possibly be bad that's going to happen? Oh, the apocalypse. Uh, that seem bad. Yeah. But if we learned anything from Bebop and Rocksteady, we'll just jump into another dimension. That's true. Yeah. yeah. we got to get us oh. one of those scepters. What if we are in, like, the fucked up dimension, <laughs> you know, where oh, Do- we are. Where Donald Trump won, you know. <laughs> yeah, we totally are. We are yeah. in the wrong dimension. Yep. <clears throat> Actually, huh. uh, as has been uh, theorized uh, numerous times, clearly time travel never gets invented. Right. I don't know, but what if like really horrible things have happened, and and they've just prevented all those? And you, oh. know, you never know. Maybe they're gonna come back in time and assassinate him and Pence on uh, inauguration day. Maybe it's I like guess. they got two whole weeks. Yeah, that that is not us, by the way. No. We will not be doing any such thing. No, not at all. I mean, we kind of encourage it. But we no, we do not oh. <laughs> at all. Are we not allowed to say that? NSA, <laughs> we are totally joking around oh, yeah. and, and not That's making right. any actual threats. Everything we say is a joke. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> hmm. So yeah. So what's, what's, yeah, how's uh, your new year going uh, so far? So far? So far, so good? So far, it's okay. Yeah? It, it is, uh, better than it was two weeks ago. Well, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know, cause, cause we have our no personal shit policy now. Oh, wait, it's not a policy. I'm, <laughs> Personally, right. I'm done doing personal shit in here because it always backfires on me. Right, right. But I just talk about comics. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You talk about whatever you want to talk right, about. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I went through some stuff mm-hmm. uh, just just before the new year, and, and uh, it was not good. Mm-hmm. Right. It was really not good. Uh, and there was a really good chance that uh, we would not have read uh, Bebop and Rocksteady Destroy Everything uh, because one of us was not going to be around. Right, right. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, I, I merrily avoided uh, doing something bad. And and, uh, and here we are. Well, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, yeah, things, things were, were not, not going well. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and uh, as of today, at least, I, I do feel in a much better place than I was, you know, a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so, uh, I'm going to, uh, continue to, uh, to, to, to work on that momentum. That's good. And and uh, I, I do honestly feel like I'm going to make uh, a strong effort uh, for, to, to personally have a better 2017 right. than, than I have had in the last couple of years. That's awesome. Uh, now, this is totally a side of the garbage fire that America <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> currently being engulfed by right uh there's literally nothing i can do about that well, no. yes uh but but for myself i i'm going to try my best yeah we'll see that's all we can do yeah we work on our own things <clears throat> it all adds up to something better well let's hope so yeah uh but again also uh should i be deported i hope it's somewhere nice mm-hmm well, Puerto Rico, right? That's where you came from. That's right? where I came from, yeah. sure. I mean, it's, uh, you know, part of America, you know, uh, that is, uh. Is it the 52nd state? Uh, 51st. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought Guam was the 51st. No, that is the 52nd. Okay. See, yeah. I always get those two mixed yep. up. Yep. Puerto Rico above Guam. 
So Pearl Harbor happened in Guam, not Puerto Rico. Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, I always get that mixed up too. <laughs> I'm glad I'm learning my history from you. You're a good teacher. I'm just writing this down. Yeah. I'm going to uh, do well. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, trying to think if I've read any other comics besides Bebop and Rocksteady. Hmm. Uh, I did read, uh, uh we, uh, our last, uh, episode, we, we reviewed Claws. Oh, yeah. The Grant Morrison. Yeah. Dane Mora. And, uh, afterwards, you let me borrow the, the one shot that had come out that week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I read that, uh, over New Year's weekend. It was really good. It was incredibly yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I liked it a little bit more than the actual series. Yeah. It had like more I really of, liked the series, but it had a different tone to it. It was like more fun and weird. Yeah, you know? it was definitely more Grant Morrison esque. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more strange. Uh, but you know, both still good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also started reading uh, a book called Love Is Love. Oh yeah, I saw uh, that. Which is uh, an anthology uh, that that's uh, co-published between IDW and DC. And it's to uh, raise money for families of the victims of the uh, Orlando nightclub shooting uh, a couple months ago. Okay. Um, and uh, I was, I was uh, at an airport and uh, while waiting for my flight, I was like, yeah, I'll start reading this thing on my phone. And uh, like four pages in, and it's like one-page stories. For oh. the most part. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, at least everything that I had read was just mm. one-page stories. And, like, so, like, four stories in, like, I, like, literally started crying uh, reading this thing. I mean... It's pretty heavy. It's very heavy. I was not in the best of of, uh, mental states anyway, but but also, like, I was like, well, I can't do this at an airport. Uh, I've already been pulled aside by TSA once. (laughs) Uh, I'm not gonna read this. All right. So, uh, mission accomplished? People who put together that book? Yeah. Huh. Well, it sold well. I mean, we only, I think we only had three or four copies of it, but we sold out of it. Yeah. And, uh, that's pretty good for us selling a trade paperback that doesn't have, like, Deadpool or Harley Quinn on it. Right. Oh, so. well, Harley Quinn is in it. Oh, is she? Yeah. yeah that's, okay. that's one of the stories I read was a Harley huh. Quinn and Poison Ivy story. Isn't it an image book? Or? That's it. I already said. Co-published by IDW and DC Comics. I know. I was thinking... I was thinking Image was involved somehow. Nope. Huh. It's got Batwoman on the cover. Does it really? Oh, well, at least maybe not the cover. Yeah. Bat cover, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, eventually I'll get back to reading that, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, at least you can read a page at a time. Sure, you know, sure. Yeah. As long as I read it at home, I can cry all I want. <laughs> you can read it in my house, too. Okay. If right. you need to get out of the house and read it. Sure, sure. So, was there, like, was there any, like, Jeffrey Brown stories or anything? Uh, again, only got, yeah. like, four pages yeah. into it. I don't know if you looked at the uh, content. Uh, I mean, I know Mark and Draco put it together, for the most part. Hmm. Uh, the, the Harley Quinn story was by Paul Denny. Oh, cool. Uh... I want to say I saw a uh, Josh Fialkov story in there. The guy who did like Elks Run and like, some DC stuff. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, there were some names I recognized for sure. Yeah, uh, I know Patrick Zercher, the guy who draws action comics. I know he did a story yeah. there. Uh, but yeah, uh, like as far as I can tell, they're all just one-page stories. And, and, That's uh, awesome. Uh, I like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it hit me right in the gut. Right. Yeah. It's probably probably their intent. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've read any of their comics. I'm trying to think. <clears throat> I don't. Yeah. I don't think I have lately. Maybe I have. I don't know. It's all a blur. Yeah. I feel like I did read something else. Oh, I read uh, the first issue of the the new Hawkeye series. Oh yeah. Uh, which was okay. Yeah. Uh, starring the uh, Lady Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, yeah, it was fine. It, it's, uh, kind of picking up from the, the Matt Fraction series. 
which at this point ended like four years ago. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's, it's uh, Kate Bishop uh, as, as basically a private eye living in L.A. Wow. Yeah. Sort of a, a Rockford Files-esque uh, take on Hawkeye. That's kind which, of cool. Which, uh, you know, I, I love the Rockford Files. Sure. Especially <laughs> if it's a modern yeah. you know, version. Um, and then uh, I read uh, Hulk number one. Oh yeah, uh, starring uh, Jen Walters mm-hmm. as uh, the new Hulk, and uh, I did not like that at all. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing happened. I like comics where nothing happens. Maybe I should read it. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, too bad I've already given it away to somebody. Oh, well. Uh, at least you didn't recycle it. That's <clears throat> true. Uh, well, I sort of did. Mm-hmm. Or cycle yeah. it into the hands of a different person. That's true. Who, yeah. who might enjoy it greatly. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's, it's, I guess it's supposed to be, you know, it's She-Hulk, uh, but she is, uh, now supposed to be, like, whenever she transforms, I guess, more mindless, like, like Banner, when huh. he was the Hulk. Okay. And just, like, more of a rampaging, you know, Monster. It's hard for her to lawyer doing that. Yeah, it? yeah. Well, she she uh, you know, still s- does that. Wow. Uh, because most of the issue is uh, about her dealing with some sort of PTSD uh, that just kind of rings false throughout the entire issue. Uh, and then, like, suddenly it becomes wacky workplace comedy as she starts her new job at a law firm. And I guess she's in charge of all the super-powered characters who need a lawyer. Hmm. And well, she knows she she has a frame of reference sure, to their lifestyle. Yeah. I guess you know. I don't know. Just the way it was set up is like, ah, wah, wah. yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, I did not. know. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, and then nothing happens. I I did read Snot Girl. I've been reading Snot Girl as it comes out. Brian mm-hmm. Liam Brian O'Malley and yeah. uh, Leslie Hung's book. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's pretty good. It's it's. I like I like the writing. It's unlike anything else I I read, yeah. and uh, and the art's really good. I'd I'd say, um, yeah, it's it's just it's strange. It's like kind of a manga, uh-huh. but it's in a comic book, like floppy form. Okay, so it's just different. I ordered the the trade. The, oh, okay. The first trade it was fairly reasonably priced, right? And I've heard good things, and I love Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the only other thing I've read by Brian O'Malley is something that I hated. Oh, which one was that? Ah, fuck, what was the name of it? Something by the sea or hmm. under the sea. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was it his adaptation of The Little Mermaid? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was the, the thing he did before Scott Pilgrim. Uh, okay. I, I can't remember it. Uh, all I know is I, I did not enjoy it at all. Like, like as much as I loved Paul, uh, Scott Pilgrim, I did not enjoy that book. And, and if so, like, I've even been wary. Like, he had a graphic novel that came out, like, a year ago, two years yeah. ago. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to read it, but, like, huh. I kind of don't. Because, like, what if it's terrible, like, <laughs> the first thing, right? <laughs> well, if- if he's listening, he he did a good. He's doing a good job on this one. Right. And if Leslie's listening, uh, I think you draw really well, huh? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah. Other than that, I don't think I've read anything else lately. Yeah. Hey. I feel like I flipped through a really old comic, like like an old eighties Marvel hmm. comic recently, and I think I was just off put by the the papers. <laughs> I flip through old Marvel comics literally every day of my yeah, life. Yeah, that's I'm true. usually grading them. <laughs> a guy came in the other day and he had he had three awesome comics. He had an Iron Fist number one. Wow. He had a Hulk annual whatever number it is that has Groot's second appearance, hmm. and he had. Uncanny X-Men number 94. Wow. I was like, those are great books, sir. Yeah. And I opened them all up. They were in bags to grade them. The Hulk had, like, severe water damage. The Iron Fist had the Marvel value stamp clipped out. 
and the X-Men 94's top staple was blown. Like, it wasn't even attached to it in any way. And I was like, oh, well, this is awful. Yeah. yeah I was so bad. excited. Right? So we offered him, you know, a mental amount that he thought was nowhere near what they were worth, even right. though it really was. Right. Like a good offer. <clears throat> so we did not get those books. Yeah. That's right. Uh, it's, you know, the, uh, the Marvel value stamp thing, that really fucks a lot of books, uh, it? does, it? it really does. I mean, cause they're like, you're like, man, this book is nice. They took care, oh, there's the stamp gone. <laughs> and like, it's weird to me that someone would take really good care of their books and then just cut something out of the middle right. of it. Right? Cause I mean, the, otherwise it is like, like, wow, this looks like it came out yesterday. Right. Even though it's 40 years old or whatever. <laughs> but then there's like this big scissor mark. Because I don't know if, if the listener knows, Marvel in the 70s did this thing where every issue of whatever Marvel comic would have, like, just a drawing that looked like a stamp. It's not even a stamp. It's just a drawing that looks like a stamp of, you know, like, Baldar the Brave or whoever, you know, like, random Marvel characters that you cut out. And uh people did that a lot, apparently. They cut them yeah. out. I don't know what they did with them. I mean, like, you know, like, like I'd imagine, you know, kids... You know, at the time, it was just like, well, let's trade them. They're trade them, maybe, yeah. you know. I'll trade you ROM for you sure. know, Star Fox. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, I'd, I'd cut stuff out of comics, too. Because you know, you're just like, well, superhero fun. Right. You're not thinking about future collectability. I remember uh, my boss, who, who's 69 years old. Hey, hey. 69. He, when he was a kid, he's told me he was sick one day, and he had, like, you know, Justice League number, like, 1 through 10. Right. And so he, like, cut out a bunch of the characters so he could, like, play with them like toys. Right. Because, like, and you got to realize, like, not only is this a time when comics weren't worth anything. Right. This is, like, 1950s-something. But it's also a time when there were no action figures of any comic book characters. Right. So he was like, fuck it. And he, like, I'm just going to lay here in bed all day. You know what? That's awesome. It is, right? So when you don't think about it, it's totally awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, don't think, don't think too hard. And you'll think it's cool. But yeah, he cut out, like, all the Wonder Womans and Flash and Batman and just had him play on his sick bed. Yeah, it's good. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to, uh, trace, like, the drawings in my comics. Oh, yeah. Like, with ballpoint pen and, like, you know. Like, not on a separate piece of paper, but just. Like, on the comic. Right, yeah. Yeah. I've seen a few come through my work like that where you're like, huh, that's weird. Like, they trace the logos a lot. Yeah. And, you know, stuff yeah. Like that. Learning. Learning. That's how Todd Klein learned. Right? Right? Oh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, lesson learned, kids. Don't cut up your comics. No. Make copies and cut those up. Exactly. <clears throat> or or buy two copies. Huh? Buy two copies. Yeah, better. <clears throat> I did, uh, when I was a kid... Uh, like, yeah, I would, I would draw, like, on top of the drawings of comics, and I would also draw, like, the TV guide where, like, in the newspaper. Like, oh, yeah. I would draw, like, on the pictures of that. I remember when the Flash series, the first one, came out. Like, I traced the Flash, you know, with the uh, ballpoint yeah. pen. Uh, but then, like, when I really, really got into comics, <clears throat> uh, one of the very first ones that I ever bought, was the Chris Claremont, Frank Miller, Wolverine oh, trade wow. paperback. Nice. Oh, that's such a good one. Hell yeah. Especially the trade. Because it has uh, that yeah. awesome cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, like, you know, and I will say this about uh, trades in the 80s, uh, printed on such high quality yeah, paper. Right? Like, way more than, than trades nowadays. I agree. Yeah. Uh, like, the paper was thick, and it was matte, and, and it was awesome. Yeah. And I would, I bought like a pad of tracing paper and I traced nearly every goddamn Frank Miller cover and panel wow. and pinup wow. in that book just because Frank Miller was fucking awesome in that. Right. Yeah. Although I, I realized decades later that uh, it was Joe Rubenstein who was fucking awesome in hmm. that. <laughs> Banker? Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Everything that I loved about the art and that was all in the inks. Because, I mean, if, like, Frank Miller, like, barely draws. 
Like, I remember, because, cause, I mean, that was my first exposure to him, and I was like, this book is amazing. And then, like, you know, and some of his Daredevil stuff, like, I thought, okay, you know, but, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I've never liked Claus Jansen, so, like, I'm, I'm iffy on him. But then, like, the first time I saw Dark Knight, uh, Dark Knight Returns, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Uh, this is terrible. This isn't the guy that drew that Wolverine uh, comic. What is going on? <laughs> I like Klaus Jansen. Uh, um, I've seen him ruin a lot of great pencilers. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but, but yeah, like, like, and I mean, you know, I grew to appreciate, you know, what Frank Miller does and brings to the table, uh, stuff that he doesn't make himself. Right. Uh, you know, and obviously Sin City is amazing to look at. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, when, when you're like 10, and, and, you know, you see badass Wolverine with, like, crisp, clean lines, and then you see slop, you know, ink, you know, Batman. <laughs> like, like it doesn't register to you. I, oh, man. I I remember the first time I saw Dark Knight. I was a kid, and I, it blew my mind. I was like, this is awesome. I was in my brother's room, and, like, he left his air conditioner on, and he left his Batman book out. Yeah. And I, I remember just sitting there and, like, it was like the trade paperback, and I just flipped through it, and right. I just could not put it down. Uh, well, I mean, uh, you and I, you know, when our, our upbringing in comics, uh, like, well, I mean, we have a lot of similar tastes, but, sure. you know, like, for me, like, I latched on to, like, John Byrne and, and Neil Adams and, and right. you know, that type of style. And, like, now, like, I definitely prefer crazier yeah. shit like that, you know? Sure. Uh, but, but, like, you know, like seeing that or seeing Bill Sinkovich like yeah. for the first time, like when, when you're used to, yeah, you know, right. I guess more traditional, like especially mm-hmm. superheroes, you know, traditional art, and you see that, you're like, you're either going to be amazed by it or you're going to be like, this is bullshit. Yeah, this guy's not doing it right. Right? Yeah. I hated Mike Mignola. Right. Oh, I hated Mignola when I first saw it. Yeah. But it was like Cosmic Odyssey and stuff yeah. like that. Like I was like, like, it wasn't any of his cool horror stuff. It was like, well, yeah. It yeah. was like superheroes and it just looked kind of lame to me. Right. I mean, there is that, you know, like, like he is definitely better at, you know, the thing that he is oh, yeah. amazing at. Right. But, you know, like now, like, man, I want to see superheroes by Mike Mignola <laughs> because it's just so weird and, and. To me, it's still a little off putting, like, when I look at, like, Cosmic Odyssey or something, but. He did an issue of Legends of Dark Knight that looks great. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, like, Batman. Yeah, yeah, anything that's kind of dark and yeah. like shadowy, he's he just he excels at. Right. Uh, man, you remember the issue of X Force that he drew? Oh yeah! <laughs> wow. That's right. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Occasionally, you see something like that, and you're like, I forgot he did a bunch of hero stuff. Right. It's so weird. Yeah. Man, like now if he drew it, it right. would like look like his art. Right. But back then it just looked like he was like, well, I got this job. You know? Well, yeah, but it's like, you know, and at the time, you know, I didn't know any better. So I was like, Rob Liefeld is the bestest thing ever. What sure. the fuck is this doing in my Rob Liefeld comic? Well, I still kind of agree with that statement. <laughs> I still prefer. <laughs> well, it's embarrassing to think how many more Liefeld comics I own than Mingola <laughs> comics. It's probably like 20 times as many. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one's a good artist and one's Mike Magnola. What can I say? <laughs> uh, uh, who's still working in comics? That's right, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> Mike, Mike Magnola can only get a job doing paintings now. <laughs> no one wants to buy that shit. Extreme Studios, baby. It's gonna be a movie. I don't see any third Hellboy movies coming out anytime soon. Just saying. <laughs> Oh, we have fun here. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
So I guess I should pick a comic. Sure. I have two in mind and I keep toggling back and forth, but I think I'm going to go with the one that I've owned longer that I've just been, I've been wanting to read it for months. Okay. It's, it's called Moon Cop by Tom Gold. Okay. He's a British cartoonist. That's the one that I own. <laughs> no, okay. It's not. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause on the break, I was like, I think you own one of these and I know you don't own the other one. And yeah. Moon Cop's one. I'm like, I think maybe there's one copy in the state of Ohio, and right. I think it's in my house. Right. Yeah. I mean, I do have the free comic book day preview of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You can read that, and I'll just read the real book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll compare notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down. Cool. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always wanted to read something by Tom Gold. Oh, yeah. Have we done it? I don't think we've... Okay. Yeah, I don't think we have. Unless... I think he... He did uh, something in an anthology. I think he did in that Kramer's regret that we okay. that we reviewed years ago. But yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm down. Moon Cop. Moon Cop. If it is half as good as Wolf Cop, then I am totally on board. Yes. <laughs> Wolf Cop's cool. <laughs> I like the movie. I haven't read the comic of Wolf I Cop or the comic either. Hey, I can't read adaptations of things. Is it an adaptation or is it just more? You know, well, it's it's sequel, yeah, okay. it's quasi yeah. sequel, right? Uh, but but still, like just that kind of thing, you know, like right. You know, this is based on uh, like Black movie. Dynamite and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's always just kind of disappointing, right? Yeah. Except for Fight Club, the comic is that good? Uh, you know, I haven't actually read that. Yeah, so I haven't either. either. Hmm. Yeah, future pick, yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's definitely on my list of uh-huh. stuff I haven't read. It's in my my to read box, mm-hmm. part three. Wait a minute, isn't Moon Cop an adaptation of a James Bond movie? I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard anything about those Warren Ellis uh, James Bond comics? No. Are those any good? Mm. Oh yeah. Oh no. Everybody says they're good. I haven't. I've never read them, but yeah. Everybody says they're really good. Just curious. I've been on a weird James Bond kick lately. Mm-hmm. I watched. Uh, Spectre over Christmas break, and then uh, uh, I started watching Quantum of Solace uh, this past weekend, but then I got distracted by my computer not working correctly. So. <laughs> Fucking computers. Yep. It's it's still it's it's like right now we're recording on it, but it is like just held together with duct tape mm-hmm. at this point. So. Right. That's scary. Yep. Yep. So let's hope uh, we should probably just end so I can save <laughs> this and hopefully put it, out an it's episode. Still, it's still there, right? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, Moon Cop. Check Moon Cop. Out. Check it out. Okay. Well, then uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yes. All right. Goodbye, folks. Bye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Gutter Trash.